Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. You're listening to episode 49. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography, and today I'm talking with you about the monthly cycle. Oh no, I know. It's one of those things that I feel like our society, not even feel like, it's just a fact that our society has really um, put a lot of shame around. And uh, it's uncomfortable to talk about because of that. But I have learned so much about the monthly cycle of a woman and uh, how you can really use it to benefit and to excel in your life and to really honor the different phases so that you don't burn out. And I've avoided talking about this because, quite frankly, it makes me a little uncomfortable because of the stigma that's held around it. Um, and also I'm so fascinated with it and I feel like there are so many different layers that I, I almost cerebrally like can't, uh, compartmentalize it in a way that makes me feel like I can talk about it cohesively or coherently, I guess is the right word. So I, um, I think I'm just going to dive in because I think it's really important information and I feel like there's absolutely some rabbit hole conversations that you could get into with this topic, Um, but I I did make some notes to be sure that I can um, really be, um, just give you good information that you can walk away with, but understand that there's so much more to it. There's um, yearly cycles with the seasons. There's Chinese medicine. Um, there are elements, and there's there are just so many layers. Uh, but you got to start somewhere, right? So, I several years ago, I'm uh, as this is like such redundant information that I worked with a hormonal nutritionist, and this is where I started to begin to understand my hormones better and how important it is to feed myself. So, this is the very beginning of kind of understanding this. Um, and then as I've continued my journey and growing in personal development, I find myself very attracted and I'm, I'm attracting it, um, people and, uh, resources that talk a lot about feminine energy and masculine energy. Now, when I say that I'm not talking about men and women's while women hold feminine energy, so do men and vice versa. So it's, it's energy. It's not gender. Um, and our society is very masculine driven through masculine energy. So what does this mean? You can look it up, read more about this. I actually hope to have an interview at some point with someone who really specializes in the different energies because it's incredibly fascinating. So masculine energy, we live in a society that um, work, 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 achieve equals success, go to college, get degrees, intelligence equals success, um, money equals success, competition, controlling things, that the constant achievement, um, being very decisive, being very logical, linear in your thought is all very masculine energy. And also while I say this, this isn't me saying that masculine energy is bad or that we don't need it. We do. It's the yin and the yang. We need a balance of both. It's very important to have both of these things, but we live in a society that really pushes the masculine energy. I I feel that masculine energy is very tangible. It's very concrete. It's easy to understand. And it's one of those things, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it that way because our society has taught life this way and this is all we know and that's why it feels so easy to ascertain or is it actually that much more tangible um whereas the feminine energy is very 
I've really embraced my feminine energy. And this is really when you talk about the woo, the woo stuff, the, the, whatever you want to call it, the, the witchcraft, whatever, that's all the feminine energy, but it is just as real and just as needed as masculine energy. So it's, it's about that intuitive feeling. Like when we were house hunting, I was that weird person who was like, I just need to feel the energy. And I, you know, it's, of course you, you need the logical, the masculine energy of like, it should be this type of layout and this location and all of this stuff. But I, I, I can't have that and then have a bad intuitive feeling with it. Like I need both. So I would be that strange person that was like, can you just give me a few quiet moments to walk around by myself and like really feel my intuition with this? That's a very feminine, energetic approach. Um, creativity is very feminine, just that very flowy, uh, probably you would relate it to type B personality, that creative personality, um, a very nurturing thing. It's, it's much more about living life for the experience and not the result or not the, the top, not the achievement. So it's not about, um, getting to the reward. It's about the experience. So think about your children when they color a picture for you or, or they get a good grade on a test. You're like, great job. You achieved an A. You are rewarding that achievement where we are not a society that's like, that's amazing. How did it feel to go through the process of taking that test and knowing that you studied well enough to do it and that you felt confident while you were taking that test and that you knew the answer is because you prepared? That's, that's it. That's feminine energy of really acknowledging that part of the journey as opposed to just getting the A. Um, it's really about the feminine energy is about collaborating, uh, whether it's in work or in life or whatever context, as opposed to the competition of I won, I did better. It's about the collaborative journey with others. Um, it's about expressing our emotions as opposed to just about our intellect, uh, and that's another thing that we don't really foster in this culture. We are fostering getting the A and having an IQ of this much as opposed to having an emotional IQ of this much or having the uh, ability to to recognize I feel angry and that's okay and I'm going to feel through this emotion. Instead, we tell our kids, like, stop being angry, stop yelling. It's you're overreacting, you're being dramatic. It's about allowing yourself to express. And, um, and then feminine energy is also very receiving as opposed to giving, which is the masculine energy. So that's just a, a little bit of a summary of the difference of the energies. Um, so with this, the, the monthly cycle is obviously very feminine. So it's typically 28 days. Um, so any woman who is listening this, and you know, if there are men listening to, I know that you're going to be like, Ooh, I don't want to talk about periods. And that's not what this is about. This is about understanding the different phases of the month that a woman goes through so that we understand our own energy and and when we can do things best and why we might be feeling burned out at certain points in our cycle. And what's really fascinating is that, so it takes us a full 28 days to go through this cycle for a man's body. It takes 24 hours. It takes one day. So our society is, is set up very much to support the man's body and not the woman's body. And 
Um, that part really fascinates me. And so keep that in mind that while I share this, I understand you're kind of like up a Creek without a paddle that, um, there are certain things we really don't have that much control over, whether it's like a deadline that's being pushed on us by our boss. We can't be like, well, that doesn't really sync up with my monthly cycle. So I'm going to take this week off and then I'll have the project finished during my luteal phase or whatever, you know, like obviously I understand that. But what I think is really important is that you understand the different phases so that if you are feeling a certain way or something's feeling difficult or feeling really good, you're understanding why that is and that you can support yourself at least in other ways during the different cycles that you're in. So again, it's, this is a cycle. So I'm going to start talking about, there are four different phases in your monthly cycle. I also am going to note that all of this information I am giving credit to, um, there's a website called the, I guess it's a blog. It's called the glowing fridge. I'm going to put a link in my show notes, um, to the specific page that I use for this. It's all about hormonal nutrition, at least the specific blog post. Um, and then the other information I got was from a book I'm reading called Do Less by Kate Northup. Uh, I'm literally obsessed with this book. I'm only 30 pages in and it's like, oh, this is the book. I feel like I'm reading the book that I want to write one day. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I'm just ecstatic to be reading this because I think it's information that is like trailblazing information that's so necessary for our our society and women to really understand <clears throat> and grasp this information for our own well-being <clears throat> excuse me and to continue to excel um in our lives and in, in our own personal development. So all the information I'm sharing specific to the phases is, um, I'm going to totally credit them. There's certainly some pieces that I've gained along the way that I'm not going to separate them, but I think it's really important to give credit where credit is due. Um, that this is not information I studied and researched on my own, obviously. So, um, okay. So our monthly cycle is four phases and, it's it, again, we are trained to think in a linear way, but it's not. It's literally just a circle, hence cycle. Um, however, I'm, I'm just going to go from day one through day 28, because since our minds are so trained to think in a linear way, it's easier for me to understand that too. Also, what's interesting. So if you are nursing and don't have a typical cycle right now, if you're pregnant, if you are going through menopause, or if you're dealing with something like PCOS and you don't have um, a cycle that is a typical 28 day, you can follow the moon phase so that the menstrual cycle and the moon phase are connected. And I know <laughs> I say this to my husband, he's like, that's so crazy. Well, I, my only rebuttal to that is that if the moon can bring a huge body of water in and out all day long, I'm pretty sure it can affect us, you know? So, uh, and our bodies are made of over 70% of water or something crazy like that. So of course it's going to affect us. It's actually not that crazy. It's pretty scientific. Um, so there's that. Uh, so you can follow the moon phase if you don't, don't have your own cycle and it's likely depending on what, wherever you are, um, in your life phase right now, whether it's you're finished nursing and trying to get a cycle back or you're dealing with something, um, some medical situation, often uh, some things I'm sharing with you can support you and maybe even help get you back onto a typical cycle. I have no, I'm not saying absolutely that's going to work. I'm just saying that eating well and for your cycle 
can definitely support your hormones. Um, but obviously seek medical attention and advice and permission and all of that. Um, okay. So day one through day seven is our menstrual phase. So this is when we're bleeding. I'm sorry to start off with the, the part that feels so uncomfortable, but it is what it is. So day and you know, ironically or funny enough, a lot of women don't realize the first day of their cycle, day one, is the day you start bleeding. So um, that, so be sure that that's definitely important information to know about yourself. That day one is day one of your period. Um, so what I'm going to do is share just some information that might be helpful for you to understand how you feel like things you can do during this phase of your cycle and then some foods that are really good to eat during this part of your phase or part of the cycle as well. So the menstrual phase, I'm sure a lot of people can, women especially can, or particularly can relate to this is that during that menstrual phase that it's really, um, energetically, this is a time that you're really going to want to rest and reflect. And this is very, very hard, I think, for our culture and our, our society. And if you really pay attention, I bet you, with, maybe you haven't realized, but there's every month a time where you're feeling low or bad or like blue or I just don't have the energy or the inspiration. Like I just, I can't, I don't feel like I can push. And instead of just allowing it to be that, I feel... I know that I do this where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've lost everything and that project is never going to happen or that idea is never going to happen because all of a sudden I feel like I don't want to do anything and I just want to go inward and it's almost like this devastating feeling. But if you have the knowledge to understand that this is where you are in your monthly cycle, you can allow it to just be and know that in just a few days, you're going to push into the next phase of your cycle and this you're not in this space forever but it is going to come once a month so it's really cool to like just mentally prepare for that and to even adjust your schedule and your work to really reflect or even like your cleaning schedule and things like that to allow yourself to be in this part of your cycle and really get the most out of it so this is the time where you're very inward, very, um, oh, what's the word I want? You're just almost stuck in your head, but it's a time where you're, you're, it's almost like your IQ is higher that you're, you can gain so much clarity through your, the, the masculine and the feminine so that the logical part of yourself, as well as the intuitive part of yourself. So this is a time that you can really gain a lot of clarity on things. So if you have something going on in your life, whether it's some ideas for, um, or like an issue you're having with work or at work or, or in a personal relationship or just something that requires a lot of thought and problem solving, this is an awesome time to do it. Um, to just really give yourself the space to, to, to uh, think through something that is going on. This is a time in your month that is going, you're going to gain the most clarity and it's going to feel really easy to do that type of problem solving and, and that type of thinking. Um, so it's also a really good time to evaluate what is working well in your life and what is not. 
So uh, it's a cool time to really maybe look at your schedule and maybe extracurricular activities you have with your kids or your morning routine or your daily schedule or how things are going with a significant other or a friend. It's like, I always call it taking inventory. Like you have to constantly take inventory of what, what needs to be replenished, what you know, through supply and demand, like what's not selling anymore? What do we need to get rid of? And, um, what do we need more of and all of that? So it's a great time to take inventory. Um, so that's allow yourself, know that it's okay to be inward. It's okay to spend a little extra time curled up on the couch, journaling and reading and thinking and, um, journaling some more and maybe watching a movie and then you sit and think for a long time about it and compare it to your own life and be like, wow, that really got me thinking. Allow yourself the space and time to do that. During um, this part of your your cycle, the menstrual phase, is when you want to be eating um, low glycemic food, water that's very, I'm sorry, food that's very rich in water. So fruits and veggies that are super full of water. You also really want to replenish your iron and your zinc and your minerals. So I drink lemon, warm lemon water in the morning. This would be a really good time to add in some, um, sea salt. So cooking with extra sea salt just to replenish those minerals would be really good. The alkaline water is probably really good at this time. Um, and another piece that is so important at this part in your, your cycle, uh, and actually is a little bit of a trigger for me. So we're living in a society right now that really pushes good health, like eating well and working out and a really strong lean body, especially for women. So there are certain coaching programs out there. Um, and really you just see all over social media, the like just the working out, you know, it is not healthy to work out hard every single day. And when I see that, like, I think it's awesome that people are adapting these healthier lifestyles, but it can be so hard on your body. So think for a second about yourself. If you have any type of movement, um, that you practice of any kind, think about how, like where in your monthly cycle, it feels easier to do it. So like when in your monthly cycle, could you run a marathon really easily? And, uh, and then another week, it might be really hard. You know, I was in a workout class this past week and it was interesting to hear the trainer shoot, you know, we're working really hard. It's this body pump class. It's crazy hard. You like waddle out of there. <laughs> and she, she commented, she was like, you know, it's really, as she's like huffing and puffing, she's like, come on, keep going. She's like, I know some weeks it's really easy to do this. And other weeks, even though it was easy, all of a sudden it's hard again. I don't know why that happens. And I wanted to stop and be like, it's because of our monthly cycle. Like we're not meant to work out that hard every day and every week. So the, your menstrual cycle, the, what the the menstrual phase of your full monthly cycle is the time that you don't want to move hard. If you do, you will burn out. And I actually experienced this recently that I was working out hard during this phase of my cycle. And then the following week, I couldn't 
I couldn't, I physically couldn't move. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why am I so physically burnt out? I just can't move. And it was because I was pushing too hard physically during the part of my cycle that I should have been allowing my body to rest more. So if you're, it it is important to move every day. So if you're going to really follow that rule, doing some gentle yoga and some um, walking, but not like speed walking, like enjoy a stroll with your dog or just taking in the elements outside. Um, just take a nice, nice, slow movement, if anything at all. So that's really important to know. Um, so that brings us to the philic, I can never say, you know how we all have a word that's really hard to say. This is it for me. Follicular. Uh, so this, oh, the, the phases of the moon. I wanted to add that. So the menstrual cycle is the new moon. That is the new moon. So the waxing moon is the follicular. <laughs> oh geez the follicular phase that's I'm just not even gonna try again so that's typically days 18 to 13 so um the menstrual cycle is one to about seven and then eight to 13 is the follicular phase um okay so during this time in your cycle, this is when you're like super ready to plan. You're like ready to go when you're ready to like, oh, I feel, and you can physically feel it. Like I, if you are really in tune with your body after you know this information, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I can totally feel this. Like this is where you want to begin to create. This is when you're ready to plan and like, okay, I have this project I want to do. I'm going to brainstorm. This is where things are really coming together. So you had all of that thought and inventory during the menstrual cycle And then during the follicular phase, you're like ready to go. Um, Also during the menstrual cycle, socially, you're not going to want to do anything. So that that's the time where you can say like, yeah, no, I don't want to do anything. And I'm going to have to cancel those friend plans and we can move them to another day. Uh, So it's really important to pay attention to that too. So I'll talk about that a little more in some of these other phases. Um, So this is also time that you're going to do during this follicular phase you're going to do a lot of brainstorming um, initiate those new projects um, and all of those types of things so it's a really exciting time to have uh, to really start to plant the seeds to to make something happen with all the ideas that you've come up with Um, this is also time that you're probably going to start to feel excited to network with people and um, have social dates and those types of things. So you're going to start to feel excited to kind of be out again. <laughs> so this is more of the out, that outward phase. Um, so the menstrual, you, you're feeling inward, and then you start to feel more outward during this phase again. So with the food, you're going to want to eat light, fresh, and vibrant food. Uh, and this is also the phase where you're going to want to eat a lot of avocado. All of that healthy fat is really important. Um, I think avocado is super important in every phase, but definitely this one adding in that healthy fat. Um, You're also going to want to eat fermented veggies like sauerkraut, things like that. Uh, And veggies that are steamed and sauteed. So it's a really cool time to eat, to keep your vegetables a little warmer. Um, And then cashew butters and dairy-free kinds of things. So this is also the phase where you want to eat. If There's something called seed cycling that can really support your hormones as well. So when I'm sharing this information about the food, it it is eating in this way during each part, each phase can really help 
balance your hormones. One of the easiest ways to balance your hormones that I've been taught and I have done is simply just seed cycling. So I know that if you're, if this is all very new information for you, I don't expect anyone to tomorrow follow these phases and, and change and like meal plan according to your cycle. I think it's just really good information to have in the back of your mind and you can slowly start to make some changes. And one of the easiest things I do is seed cycling. So during your menstrual phase and the follicular phase, um, so days one through day 14, you want to eat flax seed and pumpkin seed. I simply just put the, it's just a tablespoon of each once a day. I put it into my morning shake um, and just, I put them in raw and whole and grind them up in my morning shake and get those seeds in. And then the last two phases, which is your ovulation phase and luteal phase, you want to eat sunflower and sesame seeds. So just eating these two different seeds during the the different phases of your cycle does an incredible job in regulating hormones. So if you want kind of an easier, quicker way to, um, to change and balance your hormones a little bit, that's an awesome way to do it. So Then the ovulation phase. Now, this is typically about day 14 to 21. This is uh, the full moon. So as you can imagine, this is a really, really cool time of the month. This is when you have a tremendous amount of energy. This is when you're excited to network. You want to have social dates. You're pushing. This is maybe a really awesome time to launch a program or a product or a service and really put yourself out there and be like, hey, world, this is what I've been working on. I'm so excited to share it. So this phase is just, I mean, it is just full of energy and there's so much that can happen during this phase. It's just really exciting. So this is also the time that you typically can work out really easily. This is a good time to run that marathon. (laughs) Uh, You probably want to stay pretty low on your carb intake though during this time because you have so much extra energy that you don't need that extra, the extra carbs. Um, so this is also a good time to like make sales calls, uh, to do presentations. Maybe if you want to pitch an idea to someone or connect with somebody that you've been wanting to connect with, this is probably a really great time to do interviews. Like if you're a podcaster or um, an interview for a blog or something like that, or even posting blog posts, things like that is a really good time. Um, and so for food, you want to eat light fiber filled food. You want raw veggies that you can like this, obviously some veggies, um, aren't meant to eat, be eaten raw, but those, those that you can't eat raw, just lightly steam them. Uh, again, easy on the carbs and, uh, light grains as well. So you want to really stay light on those things. So then the, uh, next and the last phase is the luteal phase. So that is day 22 to 28. And that's also the, the waning moon. So again, this is another, um, you're going to want to start to go inward again, uh, since we're preparing for the menstruation and, Again, this is a time um, you are now still eating the sunflower and sesame seeds if you're seed cycling. So your energy, so you have all of that push during the ovulation phase, and it's so exciting. You push out so much energy, and then you're going to start to feel inward again. You're going to be like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm kind of tired <laughs> from all the presentations and pushing and really putting my projects out there. And it's a good time to just really wrap things up. It might be a good time to 
wrap up a launch or just tie up the loose ends, cross the T's, dot the I's, uh, really get things finished that you've been working on, or at least to, again, so this is, how do you apply this to real life? Like, honestly, this is a good time to just kind of allow yourself the space to, okay, with this project, um, Okay, let's say in your ovulation phase, you push out this amazing, you had all these ideas during the other phases and you pushed it out during your ovulation phase. You had a lot of stuff happen. You feel really excited. And then all of a sudden your energy starts to go inward. This is typically the time that we start to feel like a little nervous or like, oh, all of a sudden I don't have that push and that energy anymore. I don't know what is going on. Uh, and it makes us feel bad. Like, did something change? You know, have I had a change of heart? No, this is the time that mentally you really want to allow yourself to know like, okay, I need to maybe sit with this project for a minute, tie it up to a nice stopping point right now and know that over the next two weeks, I might not feel super inspired to work on this a lot, but that's okay. Because then right after that, I'm going to feel really excited to go back and get it, you know, and to wrap it up. Um, so that's a really cool time to do that. And it's important to really understand that to, uh, again, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to just know that it is okay, that this is a part of the phase and to give yourself the space and grace to feel that phase and live in that phase. So then the food that you want at this time, you want a lot of vitamin B foods, calcium, magnesium, and fiber, and to really start to curb those sugar cravings that you're going to get. Um, and, uh, give yourself lots of energy cause you're going to start to feel, um, feel that the energy starting to kind of go down. And then you also want to have some really good yummy complex carbs, which will help prevent, prevent mood swings. So this is typically your PMS week, uh, which a lot of us are familiar with. If you do have nicely balanced hormones, you're probably not going to feel if you eat a nice balanced, uh, hormone happy diet you're probably not experiencing a lot of PMS. Um, but if you do, this is one of those, um, weeks that you're, you're going to feel those things. And that's what this week is. So definitely get yourself ready to really be inward the following week during your menstruation phase. Um, and to know that that is okay. So, that's in a nutshell. It's kind of like the 101 breezing over the, the four phases of your cycle. And there's so much more to it. Like I said, there's there it becomes so complicated, especially in our current culture and our society. And it and that's where I start to become very inward in my thinking and very introspective and like, okay, well, is that why this doesn't make sense or this doesn't work for me or whatever? So I really challenge you to kind of take this information and really start to pay attention to your cycle. Like maybe even take the next 28 days or, you know, when your day one comes up, really take some time to see and document like how your energy feels and how it syncs up with this information and how you can support yourself logically through the masculine energy in our masculine society that you can actually support this feminine energy of yourself. And I really, so there, part of what makes me wonder and really think about this are in my work, something that I am very challenged with is social media. So, and I find my desire to be on social media very much in line with my monthly cycle. So if you're in an online business of any kind, you know that social media is, is 
going to really help you. It is, you have to show up, you know, you're told show up every day, have posts going out every single day, content creation and all of this stuff. And I think that content creation and pushing stuff out, like having a scheduled posting app or whatever can be really beneficial because you're not going to want to post every day, especially understanding this part of yourself as well. Um, but this is where I struggle is that I don't want to show up every day there there's the and if you watch me on social media you can probably see exactly where I am in my cycle because there are weeks that I'm like in it I'm on it I'm there I'm on every platform that I'm typically on I'm on consistently during that week or whatever it is and then you'll see me start to taper off a little bit and then I hit a part of like I don't want to be on social media at all right now and not out of resentment or it's like I just I'm just inward it's just that energy of like I feel inward I feel thoughtful and I have a lot of ideas but I just don't want to show up outside right now and I really honor that part of myself but then I struggle because we live in a masculine energy run society that says if you don't show up every day you're not going to have a successful business and I don't know if I think that's true or not and this is where I become I feel a little rebellious and Oh, I don't know. Just for, It's just all very thought-provoking to me to understand all these different parts of our energy and ourselves and then how it might not line up. Um, so I, I want you to really think about that in your life. Like, what is your workout schedule like? How are you eating? What do you crave? Uh, do you... Um, is there a way that you can kind of shift your schedule a little bit to really support your high energy during your ovulation phase and... Um, be able to support the ability to kind of be a little slower during your menstrual phase and things like that, I think is so important. So I hope that this information was helpful for you. I think it's, it's one of those things that I've had, I've known about and is a part of my thoughts and my knowledge and how I function in a day. And I don't, I would imagine that anyone who doesn't have any of this information would listen to this episode and be like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, And the light bulbs go off. So wherever you are on that scale, I hope that some of this information is helpful. I definitely recommend looking into the book Do Last by Kate Northup, like I mentioned in the beginning. I have not read it all, but she, I'm, I'm positive I'm going to finish this book and be like, this is my favorite book and I want everyone to read it. Uh, I, she, it's all about the cycles and figuring out how to to not push so hard all the time and to actually do less and still be as productive, if not more productive, by honoring our cycles and all of that. Um, and then again, I would, if you're interested in hormonal support, there's a lot of information on the internet. There are a lot of nutritionists out there who understand hormonal health. Uh, I definitely would recommend looking into finding someone like that. I have some recommendations um, of women who work online who I can um, send you to. Just send me a PM uh, or an email or whatever. I'd be happy to connect with you. And like I said, a simple way to start to really help balance your hormones is through seed cycling. So again, uh, very quickly, seed cycling is the you want to eat flax and pumpkin seeds days 1 through 14 and then sunflower and sesame seeds day 15 through 28 to um it's a super easy way 
to help balance. So if you love this episode, take a screenshot, tag me at Photog Aaron J and put it in your IG stories. I'd love to give you a shout out and uh, give you just a virtual hug for sharing this episode. I'm sure a lot of women could benefit from this information. Um, And if you are listening for the first time or the second time or the 49th time uh, and you have not left a rating and review, I would be so, so appreciative of that. It's just a really awesome way for uh, the ratings can help get me into the eyes and ears of other women who may need this type of support. So thank you. Thank you. And if you are not a part of Same Boat Huddle and you would like to be, it is my free Facebook community. Um, the link is in the show notes. It's just type in Same Boat Huddle. You will find it again on Instagram at Photog Aaron J. And you can head over to my website, ejoicephotography.com and find all information there on how to connect with me, coaching stuff, and all that yumminess. So that is all I have for you this week. I hope it's helpful. Let me know what you think this is. There's a lot of information within this I'd love to expand on. So if this is something that is exciting for you and you'd like to learn more about, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you wherever and however you want to get in touch with me. Um, And that helps me know what you want to hear more of. So I hope you have an awesome week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you soon. 